Hey y'all, this is Warren Ziders and you're listening to Tailgate Country. All right, we want to welcome on Pennsylvania native Warren Ziders. How are you doing today, Warren? I'm good, man. I uh, can't complain. Just got back from playing two shows, so uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Nice. Where were those shows at? I was just in Pittsburgh and in Richmond, Virginia. So it was good. Oh, nice. Yeah. So why don't you tell us who Warren Ziders is? Um, some of your kind of like your backstory, some influences you have. Um. Okay. It's, uh, who is, who am I? Who am I? Um, yeah, big question. Big question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, how, how, do I, how, do I how do I approach the question? Just um, like a basic rundown, like yeah. your, your basic background. I would say my background really, um, it starts in church. Uh, so, uh, I grew up with a, and a family growing, going to church and stuff. And I think, you know, kind of the basis of music really began in, in church for me. Um, I loved singing in the church pews, never um, was in choir or anything like that or in the church band. I just uh, always had a love for music from a young age. Um, and through the years, uh, my life really, who Warren was over the span of 21 years, really, I was an athlete my entire life. So my life really evolved around uh, athletics um, and which I ended up going to college to play uh, lacrosse, which I played for 12 years. Um, but you know, I grew up in uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, where I spent the majority of my life. But prior to moving there, I, I was raised behind my grandparents' house. Um, grew up about an hour north of there. So simple living, uh, middle of nowhere. And, you know, my, uh, my reality of going out was, you know, going to Costco on the weekends to get groceries and stuff. But I grew up living the simple life. And you now I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, but really, you know, super, um, you know, just uh, I'm still young I'm 22 year old but my life really evolved around athletics and you know for a long time when you identify with something and, and you know you do something for so long it, it becomes your identity uh, so you know before I knew it I got to college I was playing you know the, the dream everything that I hoped for um, and unfortunately that was that was cut short uh, due to injuries uh, I had seven concussions over the span of 12 years wow. oh wow yeah um, so that was a, that was a big, that was a big pill to swallow for me, uh, when I finally got to school and that unfortunately happened, but I'm not complaining now, uh, cause okay. life's pretty, life's pretty, life's pretty good. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, given that up, I had a lot of reflecting to do. So, uh, before I knew it, I ended up transferring schools and I, um, I fell back in love with the guitar and music again. I didn't really touch on this, but I picked up a guitar in sixth grade, um, not for the means of, you know, you know, getting into the music industry. I, I it was it was something that I'd always dreamed of, you know, from a young age. Mm -hmm. You know, playing playing Guitar Hero on a PS2 when I was <laughs> when I was a young kid. You know, being a, being a rock star one day and you know seeing it in the movies and stuff like that. But it was something yeah. that was so so foreign to me and my family we knew no one in the music industry we knew no one who was in it or you know who had tried to attempt to be in it um so it was something that was just never really 
um, something worth pursuing, I guess, that yeah. I ever, ever would have thought to uh, do. So anyways, COVID comes. Um, I'm at this point uh, in second semester of my junior year. And I, huge extrovert, I love people. And I just started to be drawn back into, you know, singing and playing guitar. Mm -hmm. I was always singing. You could never shut me up. But when it came to guitar, I was just kind of like, eh. So I picked it back up and was just learning songs that I, that I like to sing and play. Um, and then I put myself on the internet, not for, uh, not for a country music career, but just for something to do and for something fun to do. And people were really gravitating towards what I was doing. And I was like, this is just something I do when I'm procrastinating, studying for exams or doing homework. Um, so I kind of started to realize I was building a fan base and followers returning to fans before I even, before I even, before I could even like really realize that. And one thing led to another and, you know, you blink your eyes and here you are a year later and it's just like everything has just gone hundred miles per hour. Yeah. So sorry yeah. for that really shitty explanation. No, that was great. <laughs> no, no, I think it's a good one. Um, and we're gonna dive back into a bunch of what you what you just mentioned. Go for um, it. But I do want to ask. Um, you said you went to college. What were what was the plan before music became? So the plan, I guess the plan was you know go to school, be a college athlete. That was my goal. Mm -hmm. I wanted I wanted to be some sports really. Um, I carry a lot of those disciplines with me today in how I treat the music industry. Mm -hmm. um, just from, you know, discipline and, you know, having drive and, you know, wanting to be the best um, person you can be, but also uh, to use in a metaphor or however you want to put it, be the best version of yourself on the field, be the best version of yourself in the studio, on the, on the stage and stuff like that. You know, just, you know, I, I, I enjoy winning. To put it simply, oh, yeah. so you oh, know, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a big person in chasing success, and you know, everyone defines it differently. But, but um, really, uh, the goal was to go to school four or five years, get a degree, maybe a master's. Um, and uh, I was in school for marketing and management. So hey, me too. So let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it's funny because I actually used a lot of. Uh, that and my background in having a family who had businesses my entire life, I used yeah. a lot of that in how I, you know, marketed myself and how I connected with people and my salesmanship, just, you know, treating people and, you know, just, I was able to really build an authentic relationship with my fans over the last year, whether it was in person yeah. or over the, over the phone. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And cool. Um, so let's talk about a little bit about how you, how you started out with the whole music thing. You started posting the cover songs on TikTok, right? Um, yeah. Beginning of quarantine, I would I would assume. TikTok and yeah. Instagram, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember the first song was like the video to go viral that went viral or like one of the first few? Like, I guess it all depends on how you define viral, but like, it's funny. You're, in your definition, it doesn't have it, to be like. <laughs> I got you, I got you. I think for me, it was so funny. You know, I have a younger sister. And I'm sure she'll be surprised that I'm mentioning her. She doesn't. She doesn't really like the <laughs> the limelight. Um, yeah. But um, I, you know, TikTok. It's been around everything like that. And you know, COVID hits, and I was just like, you know, I didn't really know what TikTok was. 
So I ended yeah. up downloading it and was just kind of like, hmm, what's this? And you see the whole thing, the do, the dances, and this and that. And I was like, hmm, I wonder if I could just use this as my outlet where I dispose music stuff. Yeah. So um, the first song, though, I think that I posted is like second video. And I got like the second day two of having TikTok and the second video I posted, it got like 100 to 200,000 views. And I was like, wow. Like, what is this? I was like, what is this platform? I was like, what is this? This is insane. I think it was Tennessee Whiskey. And then my like okay. other other one that really kind of started to open my eyes was Nose on the Grindstone by Tyler Childers. Mm-hmm. So that, was, that was the one that really kind of opened my eyes that yeah. people were really gravitating towards what I was doing. Two solid songs. And, yeah. and, and I mean, hey, viral to me is like 100 views. Come on. I get like, <laughs> I mean, I don't have to have the talent. You have I don't know, a quarter of it. I just put some stupid videos, but still. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. So how did you start transitioning from the cover songs to original music? Had you already been writing songs of your own or, you know, start doing that after you kind of went viral? You know, it's funny because the, I was doing the covers and I, again, this is as authentic as it gets for a person who really wasn't, um, I don't want to say planning to do this. I've always, you know, as a young kid, there was always a dream in the back of my head of loving Mm -hmm. this thing. And hey, hypothetically, wouldn't it be amazing to do this for a living? Something that you love so much. Um, And, um, but in all reality, I was doing the covers thing. And, you know, I was playing stuff from anywhere to Tyler Childers, to Co Wetzel, to Zach Bryan, to Whiskey Myers. I was playing all these people that the Texas scene, the more, uh, folky, more, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, kind of rock and roll, maybe country. And that's what I was gravitated towards. So transitioning to, you know, original music, you know, I've heard it over the last year. It's not an easy task to do, to get people to really care about what you have to say now. Um, cause you know, you can take a a hit song, whatever you want to describe it and you can make it your own and, and it's awesome. Right. But it's one thing to really take what you want to say and put it on paper and actually get people to see the vision, see what you're saying and to care about it. So I had written my first song in my bedroom. It's on the run. That was my first song I ever wrote. The second song I ever wrote in my life was Ride the Lightning. Wow. And that was first time coming to Nashville. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Well. Speaking of Ride the Lightning, we're going to mention this later, but since you bring it up, that song just recently went gold, right? That's Mm -hmm. insane. For that being your second, like, original song, insane. Yeah. Insane. Congrats on that. Yeah. Thank you. That's uh, awesome. Very surreal. Very surreal. So so was that song a co-write in Nashville? Yeah. So it was my first time coming down to Nashville, and um, it was was co-written. It was actually written on a zoom call in my oh, manager wow. in my manager's guest bedroom so it was my first time meeting my manager and it was my first ever co-write second write ever wow nice. yeah insane that's yeah. it's it's funny how stuff works out like that you know you never think <laughs> it really is it really is and it's uh you know to fill you into i don't know if i've ever mentioned this in an interview but it, it is funny my manager and I had this battle back and forth between he's like, you know, 
you need to write, you need to write at least, you know, blah, 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 this many songs before, you know, we put out another one. And I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense, you know, you know get better and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember going back home and showing my best friend that song and he, he flipped out and he was like, dude, <laughs> put this song out. And little did I know that my second ever original song written was going to be that big, that fast. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not like a common occurrence. Like that's very rare with all like the song artists and songwriters that we've talked to, like their first songs are like one that, or like first or second songs are songs that would ever see the light of day. You know what I mean? So that's awesome. And I, and I give a lot of credit. I give a lot of credit too to the people I wrote it with. I wrote it with Eric. Um, It was, it was super, it was a cool experience too, to as much as I wanted to meet him in person. But I think a big thing for me was being so, what's the word I'm looking for? I go back to this, but being for someone on the outside who has a love for this, but wasn't with the mindset of like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, yeah. I'm going to do this. These were people I, I looked up to. These were people that I admired. And I was like, I love this. And I love your songwriting. And I love your artistry and stuff. So like to mm-hmm. be in that first time in Nashville in a new place into meeting my manager for the first time there was so many firsts in that incident and then for Ride the Lightning to come out of that was just looking back now it's it's crazy I mean yeah (laughs) awesome and then sorry go ahead Hunter I was gonna say so are you currently in Nashville or are you back in Pennsylvania so I go back and forth um but I am down in Nashville right now uh just uh down here um for the time being but yeah gotcha that's cool yeah are you are you planning to move to nashville full-time or is that like you just love pennsylvania you're like we'll see we'll see (laughs) yeah maybe maybe nashville maybe nashville will get me yeah 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 i'm sure it will one day one day um but that song led to a record deal with warner which is a huge deal so another huge congratulations on that how does talk to us a little bit about that and having the record deal i think the big thing for me too was the song the song was um yes the song definitely helped me in Mm -hmm. in regard to a a record deal but i think what i think what it it was is and i want to give credit where credit's due i think a lot of it goes back to what my manager and i early on really built and him Mm -hmm. and i this foundation of, you know, a couple million streams here on the, and the thing is too, my cover songs were doing really well. Yeah. Like the covers yeah. were doing great. My original song on the run was doing pretty well. And I recorded that in my bedroom with two microphones and didn't know how to record. I just one take. And that's what that was. I, I'm no producer. So yeah. yes, the, the ride lightning definitely had a lot of leverage, but I think really um, what it was is, these labels seeing sustainability. I think the yeah. labels seeing that I was growing in a manner that people cared consistently. It was, there was no one just moment. It was people were buying in to me and I, I owe everything to my fans because mm-hmm. they, they're the ones who stream the music. They're the ones who, who do all the stuff. And, um, but, you know, the whole record deal thing, again, something that was so foreign to me and my family we're like this is what you see in the movies like what the hell's a record deal like what do I <laughs> do for this? yeah so um 
and you know, to touch on the record deal thing, uh, you guys know I'm, I'm signed out of Warner uh, out of LA. And for me, a, a big selling point was just um, the team itself, how much people saw the vision and understood mm-hmm. me as a person, mm-hmm. but also me as an artist um, and how um, they really weren't afraid to jump in headfirst with me and understood that I had a specific vision and they were going to be there to thoroughly help in any way and manner they could. Um, but the biggest thing, the biggest thing is that they just understood. I think that that was okay. the heart. I think that was the biggest selling point for me when it came to meeting with labels and that whole process was just people understanding my vision and helping me amplify it, not wanting to change me not wanting to tell me who I should be not telling me, Hey, this is this and this is that it was just, Hey, we're here to help you. And I think there was a lot of of beauty in that, in that process. Well, and I think you do hear some horror stories, maybe not recently. I think that people have gone better about this, but to where they do take the artist and they like change everything that their fans have come to know and love about them. And so it's, it's nice to hear these newer stories that are, they're just taking the artists and helping them and staying authentic to their true, true self. Yeah. You cut out too there for a second. So I caught. Did I? I, caught, I, I thought I, I did. I, caught, I, caught, I thought yeah, I, I did. Everything froze. <laughs> oh man. Well, <laughs> we're, we're, wanna... making it, we're making it work. Yeah. We're yep. going to make it work. <laughs> weather, weather isn't great everywhere here today. Um, so but I, or go ahead. Yeah. I want to touch on what you mentioned earlier about the fan, like your fan base. And you haven't been doing this for, 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 too long the songs haven't really been on streaming but like since the end of 2020 i believe and you have almost two million monthly listeners on spotify alone like that's insane that's awesome um what do you think um has attributed to the like this huge fan base i think i think a lot of it is i've personally i've i'm gonna toot my own horn a little bit but i think that I've done a really good job with finding my demographic. And I know that sounds, I know that sounds super like business-like, but finding my people, I guess is the way of putting it. And I've not only, I've only seen that over the phone for a year, right? I haven't seen it in person, but these first three shows I've played, I've now gotten to, shake 1500 people's hands in these meet and greet lines of just yeah like hey your songs helped me so much like dude i followed you for this entire year like i've I've followed you from the beginning when you had 400 followers and i didn't even know you were going to pursue this like i've heard the stories and i've seen these people finally in person and it, it makes sense now seeing who i see at these venues and at these concerts mm-hmm. people who who've believed in me and people who probably believed in me before i even believed in myself to know I wanted to do this, or I think really it does all go back to the fan base because they took me in in their hands and they pushed me forward in this direction and said, Hey, we like to think you have a gift and we want to help you and just surround around you. And Mm -hmm. again, here we are a year later and I blink my eyes and like you said, two million monthly listeners. (laughs) I'm like, yeah. Am I dreaming? Like, what is going on right now? So, but I wouldn't change it for the world. Yeah. And don't apologize for talking music business to us. Like, I eat that. I eat that up. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, And I think finding a demographic (laughs) 
and catering to them is like you said one of the biggest parts of of growing as an artist so uh, props to you for figuring figuring out what yours is (laughs) for me the biggest thing is too is you know coming into this whole thing yes I am in country music and I love country Mm -hmm. music but I don't want to be an artist who is viewed as one way I guess to put it and and I've never and that was my big thing too going into the whole record label thing I was like I don't want to be a person who's put into a box yes I understand that people want to be able to come to you and kind of have a general sense of what you do and I think for me I grew up with so many different influences from Christian music to country music to rock and roll like I have all these different influences that I'm sure you guys can hear in my music and you know I try to convey certain messages too and you know, I like to think I kind of am a bad boy and a badass in a sense. And, you know, I do have a certain um, certain uh, piece to my personality where um, sometimes I have a chip on my shoulder to a certain degree. And I like, and I like to win. So and yeah. I think that, you know, this and I think really it, the fan base has just really connected with that, has connected with someone uh, of my personality and it's, it's been great to hear the feedback live and in person and what they've had to say and just being like well you lived up to it and it definitely makes sense why you sing about some of the things you sing about so it's been awesome that's that athlete coming in coming out of you in the with the chip on your shoulder competitive mm-hmm. one to win <laughs> yeah i i get it i get it honest from my father i get it <laughs> But you just released uh, the 717 Tapes volume, volume 1, and you have Volume 2 on the way. Um, yeah. What does the 717 stand for? So 717 is my area code from Pennsylvania. That's so cool. I grew, yeah. up in, I grew up in the 717. Um, and the reason behind calling it the 717 Tapes, I'll make this one short. I feel like I'm talking nonstop. But <laughs> um, a lot of people early on thought I was a Texas boy. They thought I was from down south. So what my manager and I wanted to do was do some of our own marketing to let people know that I was from up north and I was from Pennsylvania. So we did the whole 717 thing because my manager also grew up in Pennsylvania. So it was a cool thing for us oh, to do uh, that. Nice. To do that. So, yeah. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, that's really like cool. That. Yeah. So Wild Horse is going to be the next single released off of this EP. Um, can you tell us the story behind that song? So... Um, you know, it's been great. And I actually was just out. Uh, can I say this? I guess I can. I guess it's coming out here shortly. I was just out shooting a music video out in Utah. I was out shooting a music video in Utah, which was super awesome for it. Um, but the meaning behind that song, um, and it's really cool because you're listening to the song and one might assume, and I've seen it already all over social media as I've, I've put it out there and teased it and stuff. People think I'm talking about a girl, but really, uh, I've talked about this now in some of my live shows. When I before I play it, I actually wrote it about chasing your dreams. I wrote about like this dream that I like this dream that I'm chasing right now in this moment that I'm living in in this last year. I wrote this song about giving everything you have and putting all your cards on the table and just giving it your all to go after it. So. You're listening to it, and we kind of did that with the music video where you're thinking it's about the girl, but you get to the end of the video, and it's really cool, and it's like, oh, shit, it's about the dream. So That's, that's really cool. Like That's the kind of stuff I love to hear about songs. You know, you think it's about one thing, and then you ask, and it's 
completely different. Yeah. So this these EPs feature like predominantly acoustic instruments and you know it really lets your vocals shine through. Um was that kind of the goal with these? So um first song I put out was like I said from my bedroom on the run and that was just an acoustic guitar and you know that's what I was really really drawn to and Zach Bryan his stuff is super raw Tyler Childers like a lot of these guys do a lot of raw and organic kind of stuff so that's what I was kind of wanting to do myself too from these influences that I had a love for and Ride the Lightning um, again too I think I did three guitar passes I think I just did three times playing it through and did three vocal takes and then we got it back, did a $10 mastering online, and then we put it out. And it was just like, <laughs> here's the song. Here's the magic. Um, but, yeah, so in this next phase of the EP, um, you're going to start to see the first EP was all acoustic. But now here with this next phase, you got more instruments from Dark Knight to burn it down. It's still somewhat raw, but there's we're implementing some more instruments. And I think – if I could tell you anything about the 717 tapes in this phase that I'm in right now, my biggest thing is just like I treated in athletics, you know, you want to make sure that your fundamentals are down. And I think what I'm doing here is I'm taking my fan base on a journey with me as I grow and develop mm -hmm. as a person, but also an artist so that they can experience these seasons of me going from what they just saw a year ago from recording a song in my bedroom to steadily growth. And here's a side of me with a song with piano on it. You just heard me playing acoustic guitar in all these songs. So I think really it's just, it's taking those steps, but not skipping any. And it's just, it's going on a mm -hmm. journey fan base. That's awesome. That's, yeah. And, and you mentioned earlier, like artists like Zach Bryan, like his first album, Deanne did it yeah, by himself. Sure. Right. And yeah, like, I see, it on, I see it on your wall. <laughs> oh i totally forgot i have it up there one of my favorite albums and like okay. it i mean shoot he did it all by himself you know what i mean so i think our um fans especially like recently have been eating up that raw aspect of songs the acoustic acoustic sound so but it's cool like you mentioned earlier for your fans to go through this journey with you into the more maybe produced i don't know how produced you're gonna go but it's cool mm -hmm. that they're following this journey with you yeah um, I do want to talk about you just announced the 717 tapes tour and these shows have been selling out. That's awesome. And you mentioned you played three shows so far. What's yep. that been like for you? Honestly, people try and tell you what it's going to be like. And there is no one way to describe it. Yeah. I think that you know, being an athlete for my entire life, I thought that I would think I'd know what it would be like. But when here, it's just such a different feeling. And, yeah. it, and it's been amazing. And I think just the enjoyment and I think the energy that fills a room. And you know, like I said, for a dude who's only been doing it for a year, to just stand there up on a stage and having 300, 400, 700 people shouting your songs back yeah. to you was just so insane to wrap my brain around of like okay a year ago I was gearing up to finish college 
go to the workforce and this is what I was going to be doing. And here I am now. I can't turn a corner who some, someone doesn't know. <laughs> so it's just, it's been amazing. There's, there's no way I can describe it other than there's no feeling I've ever had like that before in my life. And it's been awesome. Yeah. That's gotta be surreal. Seeing people sing back your songs to you. Like in real time. <laughs> yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Awesome. Is yeah. there one particular venue like that you're looking forward to the most or just pretty much all of them? Um, I mean, the 717 stage tour is only 15, only 15 shows. And we did that mm-hmm. strategically and we wanted to do it that way. And I know you had mentioned uh, selling out and stuff like that. And it's, that's been a whole surreal thing too, is just yeah. seeing how fast these things are selling. And I'm like, again, this, again, for a person who's been doing this for a year, has been on the phone and all I know is social media and that's what I've been doing to see this all in real time and how fast things are going. I'm like, okay, I guess people do want to come to my shows. Well, and I think the social media has like a direct effect on it. Like, cause people everywhere know, know your name, know, have, have seen you probably on TikTok. If you're strong to TikTok, you've probably seen, you know what I mean? One of your videos, but yeah. And it's crazy. Like you said, you haven't been doing it very long. And there's artists that have been doing it for way longer than you and aren't selling out shows. So that's crazy. Again, I owe it all to my fans. Yeah. At the end of the day, I, I can't take credit for much. I, I like, I've always liked to say this on my live streams to my fans. You know, I, I can write great music and I can think I write great music. But if you guys don't think it's great, then yeah. who's going to listen to it? So, mm-hmm. and I owe a lot and everything to them. They're the ones who share my music. They're the ones who like my videos. They're the ones who talk about me. They're the ones who buy tickets. So, um, but yeah, 717 Tape Store. Uh, one show in particular I am mm-hmm. really pumped for. I'm super excited to come down to Nashville. Um, oh, yeah. I, think, I think it'll be exciting to uh, see what the Nashville crowd, crowd thinks of me. What, what, what venue are you playing at in Nashville? Do you know off the top of your head? Uh, Exit in yeah okay that's good venue yeah. hunter just went to show there recently yeah huh? that's awesome yeah small like good like uh yeah, um, I, what's what's the word i'm looking for uh like, like intimate. personal yeah intimate yeah. that's the yeah. word i'm looking for uh, <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? it's, it's a cool um, place yeah one show i want to talk to you about um you've got a big performance coming up uh under the big sky fest which features turnpike troubadours and cody jinx as headliners as well as names like zach bryan laney wilson morgan wade huge names and you're you're one of these artists that's playing on the show what was that like finding out that you're going to be on that at that festival Uh, okay so i'll tell you a story real quick okay (laughs) i'm a firm believer of this in life no matter what you do you personally have to believe it and you have to believe in yourself before you get other people to see the image and believe in you too. So the way I see it is, is I was actually invited last year by a friend to go to the Outer Big Sky out in Montana okay. travel and go see it, right? Yeah. I, wasn't able to, I wasn't able to go because I was getting introduced to this, introduced to this whole music industry thing. And I, and I was, and I was down, down in Nashville and traveling and stuff and working. But I said to my friend, I said, mark my words, I will play there next year. Wow. First festival offer I got was there wow 
That's awesome. Yeah. That is. You really yeah. spoke that into existence there. <laughs> <laughs> so it was it was a real uh it was a real kind of like moment for me when I found that out that that was my first festival offer to come play over the summer. I was like, man, who this crazy. I know I would have been calling up that friend like see I, I, I freaking told you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My friend my friend about uh put it uh I won't say that. Uh, I was going to say, about my, my friend about shit his pants. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> you, you can say that. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. Couldn't, like, thought I was lying. But, yeah. And those are a lot, oh, of, so lot, cool. of, lot of artists who I look up to. A lot of artists who oh, I respect yeah. for yeah. and, you know, love their music. So it was yeah. so surreal. Yeah. So surreal to hear that came yeah. through. That's awesome. That'll be it. That'll be, a, yeah, a great show. Yeah. A great weekend. Well, Warren, it's been great having you on. Um, if uh, Before we let you go, you want to tell us, you know, what's coming up next? You got the new song um, this week and the EP and any shows you want to plug? Um, I would say, yeah, uh, Wild Horse uh, is coming out the 15th. And then I got my EP to follow up and uh, shows to plug. I got my, f- I just announced my first ever full band show at, in Chicago. I think it's Joe's on Weed Street, which That's tickets are selling cool. fast to that one too. I think almost 200 tickets sold an hour, which was insane. That's crazy. So yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Sorry. I feel like I've had ADHD today, but <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. And All thanks right. so much for coming on. This has been awesome. Yeah, it has. Hopefully I gave you guys enough to to, to use.